What's going on, Nails? Welcome back to Forward Progress, live here on the Forward Progress HQ YouTube channel, part of the Hammer Betting Network and powered by Pinnacle Sportsbook. Guys, I'm super excited for today. It's unfortunately our last Thursday show of the year, but I just wanted to say off the hop, I appreciate each and every one of you coming out every week uh, to watch this show and tune in. It's been a blast. So let's dive right into it. Going to bring Hitman on here in just a second. I see all your comments in the chat, Eric, Nathan, Dan Rivera. I appreciate you guys showing up here, showing out every single Thursday, every single week throughout the NFL season. I really do appreciate you guys here. Just want to give a quick shout out before we start to our sponsors over at Pinnacle. Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sports book and available to bettors in Ontario. Find out what professional bettors have known for 25 years with everyday competitive odds. Pinnacle should be one of your available sportsbook guys if you're looking to sign up to pinnacle here make sure you use code hammer when signing up that's code hammer h-a-m-m-e-r when signing up to pinnacle helps us out a little bit over here so if you're going to sign up make sure you use that code your trusted sportsbook for 25 years bet smart bet pinnacle must be 19 plus in ontario please play responsibly and not available in the u.s guys i'm going to bring a hitman on here in a second before we do quick housekeeping for this upcoming week with the holidays uh new year's eve obviously uh is around the corner here um, and, uh, yeah, just want to remind everyone, we're going to be live tonight on the forward progress HQ YouTube channel for our watch along. We will not be live Sunday night for new year's Eve. We will be live on Saturday though. So, uh, plan those weekends accordingly here, watch along Thursday night, watch along Saturday night. And of course we'll have our prop show at 2 PM. Like we always do on Friday here, guys, you know what? Let's bring in Hitman right now. Cause there's a comment in the comment section that he wants to get to, uh, Hitman. We got Eric in the chat, and he's asking you about any Miles Bridges type scenario tonight. And you know what? I'm gonna just give the floor to you off the hop here. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure a lot of people heard about last night. So Miles Bridges, the star player for the Brooklyn Nets, it was rumored that he could may only potentially play like the first quarter or something. wasn't far from a certainty, just a rumor, and um, ended up coming to fruition. And obviously. When you're betting like same game parlays on that and you can parlay all the stats together, like you're essentially getting paid like 10, 20 to one that this rumor is true. And when you put it like that, seems like a pretty good bet. Um, a lot of people, one guy in particular, decided to post about it to like 30,000 people. All the books pulled it off the board. Um, I would just say like if, it, to anybody like listening, like if, if you ever, I'll go to like the most extreme example. Let's say like, you know, somebody that knows like an NFL coach and he was like, Hey, uh, we're going to have Joe Flacco tonight. Take one snap. He's going to take a knee. And then we're just going to sit him the rest of the game. Let, let's say like the most extreme example if that ever happens to you. Reach out to people that could help you make life changing money on this. Like if you were same game part, like something like that, like, even if you don't have the funds, let's say, like, there are people that would give you free rolls. There are people that would do so much for that type of information to try to help you make, like, you could make in a day what people make in two, three years if you hook up with the right person that's willing to help you out on something like that. So if you ever see an opportunity like that, I would say, like, to each their own. If it's more important that you get 300 likes on Twitter and you get 600 new followers and everybody tells you how great you are, then then do that. But if it's more important to make what 
some normal person can make in mm-hmm. a year in a day and then talk to some people that could help you out. That's my best advice that I ever have. If anybody ever gets some type of information like that. Yeah. And that's Hitman saying, Hey, my DMS are wide, wide open. If you do have information like that, but no, seriously, it's, it's very clear that this guy just wanted to promote his Patreon, uh, his Patreon and his uh, Twitter bio, his YouTube account. Like, I get it. Listen, like we're in the YouTube game too. You want to grow your channels as much as possible, but to lose that big of an edge, like it, it seems like it's not a, a plus EV move in the long run here, but I know people are here for the Thursday night football game. Uh, so we'll move off of this uh, right now. But before we do that Hitman, I just want to say you were absent yesterday on the Wednesday show. I hope you had a wonderful day with your wife, having a great day in, in New York or wherever you guys were. Um, but just to let you know, I gave out my best bet. And I have a chance of going 2-0 and this season in best bets. I cannot wait for week 18 for both of us to go head-to-head, see who can pick up three wins. So, guys, if you haven't tuned into the Wednesday show, make sure you do so. That's my plug to subscribe to the channel right here. Uh, yeah, Hitman, I know. You're shocked that, I have two, that I'm going to have two wins for best bets and you only have two. It's okay. We'll figure it out. Uh, let's dive right into the props. Uh, we have a couple questions in the chat here. I saw a lot of talk about David and Joku on Twitter, just mostly about how... Obviously, he's done very well the past couple games, but he's been playing teams that are relatively soft against tight ends here. So Nathan in the chat is asking just your general thoughts on David and Joku props tonight. He bet some overs earlier today, and it looks like the number has moved on it. He also bet anytime TD here. Are you in on Joku props? Did you get in on any of this early money here, or are you uh, kind of stay, staying off David and Joku? So I haven't bet much, but like I, I have in my header that I got a lot of thoughts. I haven't bet much, but I have a lot of thoughts about what I might bet tonight. Uh, Amari Cooper's status is obviously a Mm -hmm. very big deal tonight. Um, I would guess, and I have zero intel, but just based off the fact that it's a really big game for them, I would guess that he at least is out there. Now, is he like somewhat of a decoy? Maybe doesn't get his full workload? Like, I I don't know. That's the thing. So there's a lot of moving parts based off the Cooper news in this game. And the joke is one of them. I mm. think that at five and a half catches right now, and I think it's like minus 125 to the under yep. is out there. I don't think that's a terrible look on the under. Um, I mean, I, I get that if, if you were going to play an over on a Browns guy, I guess it is Najoku because the, uh, the Jets are so good against outside wide receivers. They mm-hmm. funnel a lot of targets to running backs and to tight ends. But it's getting really high right now for, for Najoku with the Cooper uncertainty. So I, I, I would say that probably if Cooper plays, that, mm-hmm. then his then Najoku's line, especially in the receptions, I think, is a little high right now. Uh, there's an under five and a half at minus one Oh six. I don't know if that's actually out there or if that's just like a stale line here, but like you said, there's like one, a one fifteen, a one twenty here. Is that something you would play? Or are you saying you'd just wait on the news for Cooper and then kind of jump in on, on it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's under or nothing. Okay. It, it is. Um, I'm, I, I'm probably, I, I'm waiting to get more, see if I could get some Intel on Cooper, to be honest. But I, I think it's under or nothing right now. Fair. It's one of those that if you kind of leaned towards his unders to begin mm. with, then you play it now, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, because, uh, again, there's that. I'm sure it's already – it's like I wonder – it's probably pricing in 
like based on what we've seen from Njoku's props throughout the year, do you think that it's kind of pricing in Amari Cooper not playing at like 50% here or what? Like around that number kind of ish? Because like how much do you think it could go up? No, I think a a lot of the props in market right now are assuming that Cooper plays. Okay. But it's not like a full 100% assumption right now. Like they're they're hedging a little bit off. Like maybe some guys have been bumped like two, three yards or something. So it's like, it's it's assumption that he plays, but not a hundred percent. Okay, fair enough here. And I guess you know what? Like I wanted to ask you about these props uh earlier, because this is what I went out and played uh today off that kind of Amari Cooper news. I was looking at both Cedric Tillman over receptions at plus one forty two and Elijah Moore receptions both over two and a half. Uh Moore is at minus one forty six and Tillman's at plus one forty two. Obviously, the other two uh receivers on this team here. Uh I just been liking Cedric Tillman's plays over the last couple of weeks. He's kind of received a couple more targets over the years. He's on the field a lot more um over the weeks. Uh so what are your thoughts on both of those plays? Like I played those personally. Uh I don't know if you would recommend those plays personally, but uh just your thoughts on my plays in general today. Oh man, well I I don't want to say it, but I think we might go head to head on some okay. of these. But again, like it all the like, mm-hmm. and Cooper's ruled out. Jason, yeah. I'm gonna be racing to play yes. some of those lines to go over. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, I, I'm under the impression of no info. Just I think that Cooper plays, okay. and I think that those guys are just a little bit inflated right now. Like maybe more is maybe like three, four yards too high if Cooper yeah. is out there. And then maybe Tillman's a yard or two too high. Remember, like this, I don't think people are talking about enough. This is a really tough matchup. 100%. And like, I'll give you an example. And I got one play, Jason, that I want to give here, but I'm going to call it a half unit. Okay. And and I'm just going to advise everybody. I haven't even bet this yet. It's another one that I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting it out. But if I was to play something right now. It would probably be Joe Flacco under pass yards, which you could see in like the 233 and a half range right now. I mean, I'll play it for a half unit. Don't go crazy on it. Mm-hmm. But if Cooper's out, that's obviously going to affect Joe Flacco's effectiveness. And I mean, listen, has Joe Flacco had a good year? Has he surpassed our expectations by a mile? Yes. Is their pass rate over expectation really high? this so far through four games with him yes but we're asking joe flacco to have like one of this is one of the highest numbers that any quarterback has when they face the jets like tua tua just a few weeks ago two weeks ago was in a similar spot where he was a home favorite as a seven point favorite and yes there was no tyree kill in that game but tua's prop number closed like 208 and a half against this Jets pass defense. And yet, yeah, no, there's no Tyree Kill, but this is Tua, the guy that's going to lead the NFL in passing yards this season. And he was 208 and a half in a similar spot. So it's scary because of how big Flacco's numbers have been. But I, I think if I had to play something on the board right now, it would be Flacco under. Yeah, I, I love that look here, too, because I, I was going to ask Eric about this and get into it with Eric a little bit more, but it feels like this New York Jets defense hasn't been... Maybe it's just like a media thing where it hasn't been properly talked about. They've been a top-five unit this year, and it's just not fun to talk about them because they the, the entire team themselves has been so poor and, and bad to watch because of 
kind of the football style that they play. But this defense has been legit. And like you said, they they put a lot of pressure on those on on their wide receivers. They force the ball through through the middle of the field here. They get a ton of pressure on the quarterback. And I mean, just the the style of play that Joe Flacco plays. Plus, on top of that, if if Amari Cooper is out here, uh, that under is looking pretty good. And we just locked that in. Joe Flacco under 234 and a half passing yards, minus 110. You can find that over on Betstamp where we track that. We lock that in for a half unit here. Reminder, if you're wanting to check out all of our previous plays here, uh, head over to Ford Progress HQ over on Betstamp. Just search FWD Progress HQ. You'll find all of our plays uh, over there. Um, Mason, a non-13, was asking about your thoughts on Flacker, Flacco excuse me, over attempts parlayed with under yards here. My only worry about that is that there might not be, it might be a pace of play issue. Right now, his attempts are at, 31 they're priced at 31 and a half here uh and slight ju- juice towards the over of the 31 and a half here so you'd be looking at um, where are you um, seeing Flacco 31 and a half i'm seeing 36 oh, sorry and a half sorry 36 and a half here i'm, I'm looking gotcha, at uh, gotcha. trevor sin and sorry about that you were like you're gotcha. right i was about to shut the stream <laughs> off and log in and, and send out the text and everything uh, yeah sorry about that 36 and a half here at minus 116 uh or minus 105 ish so what are your thoughts on that kind of parlaying the two you know, uh, together negatively correlated. Just subjectively, it doesn't sound like a bad idea. Again, mm. Mason, I you're not asking the best guy as far as like me pricing. I don't. There's no price that you even had on it, and you're not mm. asking the best guy that knows a lot of times like what this stuff is priced at. If I think that it's accounted for enough, but just like thinking about it subjectively, like I don't think it's being talked about enough that like how tough of a matchup this is for a guy like let's be honest like what do we think joe flacco is like yeah we think he's a league average quarterback like that might be generous to say they i know he's playing well so far but like in the grand scheme of things we're drafting teams to play a game tomorrow where is joe flacco in that so it could be a game where we do see like if they do keep up with this crazy pass volume but it could be a game where he just shows like, you know, he's Joe Flacco and he's going to probably be inefficient in a really tough matchup. So I I don't think that's a terrible look to be honest with you shop it around now and see where where you're getting a good price on that and everything. But I I don't hate that. Yeah. You you should uh, Mason also listen, if you're, if you don't want to share it, that's fine. That's up to you. But if you want to drop in the chat, the prices that you're seeing for that, it could be interesting to hear. We can kind of talk through it on the stream live here. One, I, I haven't shopped around. I just did it at one larger uh, books that, that takes a, a lot on props here. Uh, they have the under 232 and a half passing yards uh, parlayed with the over 36 and a half uh, passing attempts for Joe Flacco in an SGP. It has it priced at plus 415. So yeah, Mason in the chat mentions plus 418 here around that plus 415 to 420 range. Hey man, you're kind of shaking your head here. Do you feel like that's a little too low? Yeah. I mean, again, don't take my word on it because yeah. I'm not as good at price. I'm really not great at pricing this stuff, mm-hmm. but it sounds a little low, but yeah. I, I could be off. Maybe it's pretty, maybe it's normal on yeah. what this stuff is normally priced at and everything. You but, should also check check around, ch- excuse me, check around, see what Simeon's totals are. And if they have some props posted for uh, yeah, the yeah. Saturday check games, other quarterbacks can, and other games, yeah. if you do the same thing with them, and everything check a bunch of different sites yeah i would do all that shop around uh and then also make sure you should make sure like you're using your like these soft books also after like boosts and stuff so if you have access to that make sure you're using those as well to give a little bit of a boost there all right let's move off from that i want to talk to you a little bit you have 
you had a lot of thoughts on Cleveland tonight. I think you got got those out, right? What are your thoughts on the Jets here? Because like, how do you see them? Listen, they're they're projected to get thirteen. Their team totals at thirteen and a half right now, juiced towards the under on Pinnacle. It's uh thirteen and a half minus one forty five towards the under here. How do you like? How do you handicap these player props for these Jets here? Like, I feel like this is gonna be an incredibly tough game for them being able to move the ball downfield. They're playing one of the best defenses in like history at uh, at shutting down teams and stop and not allowing teams to get first downs here uh, with one of the best success rates of all time here for, in the Cleveland Browns. Uh, so like, how do you see the jets move the ball? Is it kind of just, or even score? Like what, what, what do you see for offense wise from the jets tonight? Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people might, I'll tell you what I'm not betting. I know mm. some people might be interested in Garrett Wilson under, and mm. they're going to say that's a really tough matchup against his defense and everything, but it's accounted for. I mean, his target share is so insane that I could – honestly, I could only look towards the over on Garrett Wilson just based off the fact on how much volume this guy could get. I mean, to be honest, like over four and a half catches, minus 130, I don't hate it. Not going to be a bet of mine, at least officially now, but I, I don't hate that look just because of the pure volume that you're going to get a seven and a half point underdogs. Like he has a case for double digit targets easily, easily in this game. Um, Reese Hall is interesting. There was a service that has probably the most market influence on props out there and they double dip. They sent out his rush attempts under and his rush yards under. I was kind of thinking when, when that happened, like maybe, is there anything out there about now that the Jets are eliminated from playoff contention? Maybe they go a little easy on Hall. He is coming off that injury from last year, and maybe they use their um, their other running back. I forgot how you say his name. Izzy, Izzy Akano, what, whatever the hell his name is, yeah. for the Jets. Um, so there was a thought about that. I, I think that maybe it's something that I'll monitor live. Um, if he is getting like the full workload, then – over 42 and a half rush yards right now. I mean, that's a low number for a guy that has been a workhorse mm-hmm. for them in a lot of these games. So that's something that I'm monitoring for live betting is uh, the Brees Hall stuff. And, and, and- um, Trevor Simeon under six and a half rush yards. I bet under seven, six and a half is more of a lean. Um, yeah, it just comes down to um, – you know, these half yards are so critical when you're getting that low. Like the difference between 66 and a half and 65 and a half is so minimal compared to the difference between like a seven and a half, seven and a six and a half. Like it's the difference between a player, not a lot of yeah. times. So Trevor Simeon under six and a half rush yards, I think is a, uh, that that would be I would call a lean of mine. What 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 number would you need here? Because I see Pinnacle having the best price in market here at plus one hundred. Excuse me. Um, is that something that you'd be? Is that plus? Is like is at plus one hundred? Are you are you taking that or you need kind of a little bit more there? What did, um, what did you say you're saying? Sorry, six and a half plus a hundred here over at P- Pinnacle towards the under. It's a good price. I, I I think that's I think that's worth a bet at Pinnacle. Okay. At plus a hundred. It's very thin though. Like a lot of like other shops I was looking at were like minus 115, 120. I don't think I would, but plus a hundred would be just enough that would push me over the edge on so, that. So are you listen, we don't have to lock it in because it's pinnacle, but if you're comfortable, we can do a half unit here if this is something. Whatever you're... if you if you want to, I think that's a, that's a buy price. 
All right, it's the buy price here for me too. So I'm going to lock that in here. We're going to take that under six and a half rush yards at Trevor Simeon for those tracking at home. That was uh, a half unit there play for us. And a reminder, of course, check out BetStamp. We can find all of our plays tracked live here. Uh, Hitman, I think that just about wraps it up here. Uh, if you have anything else to say or get off your chest about this game, please feel free to do so now. If not, before we go, two questions for the last time on Thursday, this NFL season. Your unofficial prediction for tonight's game here. Uh, right now, Pinnacle's hanging uh, minus seven and a half, plus 102 for the Cleveland Browns here. Uh, which side are you taking here? And then your unofficial uh, first touchdown prop or any touchdown prop or last touchdown prop, whatever you want to do. I don't do think here. I've hit one of those touchdown props all year, but the only difference is like I say with those, I'm like, I'm not even betting these. Yeah, I think like one bet. of them all year, I was like, you know, I'm actually legitimately betting this. So um, unofficial prediction. I think the Jets keep it a little – again, I haven't even bet anything with the spread. Yeah. I think the Jets maybe keep it a little closer. I think that Joe Flacco, he's been close on a lot of turnovers this year. I, I could see that that potentially happening. So I, I think maybe the Jets keep it a little closer than the market indicates. And I'll say for a first touchdown – oh, God. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe if, we see, maybe. if we see – like Marquise Goodwin, if we see okay. anything on him. Okay. Uh, the look, potential I'll... that Amari Cooper isn't out there. We know Joe Flacco has been throwing the deep ball. I see, I don't even, 55 I see to first one. touchdown, 55 to one out there. There you go. 18 to one anytime. Okay. All right. Marquise Goodwin, it is. Maybe, maybe on the con contingency that uh, Amari Cooper needs to be ruled well, out there. Yeah, it's going to be tough to get happens. it then because, yeah. yeah, but, yep. Yeah. All right. Hey, man. Thank you so much. Just want to say a quick thank you for everything you've done for us on this Thursday show, guys. It's been a lot of fun doing this. Hey, man, I'll talk to you later. Appreciate you, Jason. Thank you for having me. All right. Happy holidays, Hitman. That was Hitman. You can find him on Twitter at Hitman428. Guys, before we bring on our next guest, Eric Eager, just want to give a quick reminder that our schedule has changed for this, uh, this week of football. We still have the Friday show tomorrow. We still have the Thursday live watch along tonight. But our Sunday or our Monday watch alongs, there's obviously no Monday night football game this week. So we're going to have to move that over, not to Sunday, but to Saturday. So we'll be doing a live watch along, obviously, tonight. Friday, we have our, our Friday prop show. And then Saturday night, the Detroit Lions Dallas Cowboys game, live watch along here on the Forward Progress HQ YouTube channel. So if you're thinking about um, watching it, make sure you're subscribed to know that when we go live. Also, follow us over on Twitter. You can see Forward Progress HQ right here. Uh, to be notified of all any schedule changes in the future because we have our uh, playoff schedule coming up here shortly. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of good content planned for you guys throughout the playoffs here. Let's bring on Eric Eager. You can catch him three times a week on the Sumer Sports Show alongside Thomas Dimitrov. And you can also catch him right here every Wednesday and Thursday on our Best Bets show. Uh, Eric, how's it going? Happy holidays. Welcome. You as well, Jason. Yeah, things are going well. Uh, just got done watching uh, a great bowl game uh, between the uh, Boston College Eagles. They went out right as 13 and a half point dogs. Big steam on them, by the way, uh, against, uh, yeah, against was, it? I can't remember even their opponent, but I remember that they won out right. So that was fun. That's a lot of fun here. I had a lot of fun last night watching uh, the, the Miller time, the Miller show uh, for mm -hmm. USC there. Um, but uh, let's let's focus in on, on tonight's games here. Uh, I got a couple questions for you. I'm excited to talk about it. People are there. I see some questions in the chat. We're going to get around to it. Mason, when you're talking about how the Jets are going to move, I'm going to get around to that in a second. I want to talk about the, the Browns here. 
uh, first. And in your little header headline thing there, you have Flacco season, right? And that's the first thing I kind of want to ask you about here. Um, just Joe Flacco. Let's. I don't know. Is it a resurgence? What What is this? Right. He He looks really good. And and crazy. Crazily enough, my favorite part about the holidays is uh, having to hear all these crazy sports takes. My little cousin, who's 16 years old, said he would take prime Flacco over prime Mahomes. I'm like, brother, this is this right now is prime Flacco. What you're watching right now is uh, prime Flacco here. So what are your thoughts on Flacco's play uh, this season in the past couple of games that he's played for the Browns in this Stefanski offense? And then also, do you think there's a chance that he re- one resigns with the Browns? And two, if he does, how much does that complicate the relationship here with Deshaun Watson for next year? Yeah, it looks like you and I are simpatico on the on the uh, nieces and nephews being annoying football uh, people <laughs> during games. Uh, I had one who uh, claims that, that that Patrick Mahomes wasn't isn't even good, uh, and I had crazy. to stomach that through our Chiefs <laughs> losing on Christmas morning. So that wasn't great. Um, it, it's interesting. I, I think that you know if Flacco could accept a backup role, which he has before. He was hmm. with New York when he was a backup. Um, he accepted that job. Uh, I think it could be fine. Um, and it's probably what Deshaun Watson needs because frankly, like yeah. the the way that that contract is structured, like there isn't a ton of incentive for him. It's weird. There's not a ton of pressure on him, frankly, like it's guaranteed. Um, there's not really anything that they can do similar to what the Broncos did with Russell Wilson yesterday, which is to say, okay, we're going to make, we're going to do all these maneuverings because we don't want guaranteed money to come on the books. Like all of Deshaun Watson's money is guaranteed. So they, they can't really do much there um, other than pressure him into the fact that he might not play if he doesn't play well um, and to have a viable backup there could be it. Uh, the problem is, is I, I mean, I know Flacco's older and I know eventually the wheels are going to fall off at some point as, mm-hmm. as we know with all these backup quarterbacks, but uh, he might have a place to play. Like there are, there are tons of NFL teams right now that could use a starting quarterback. And I think that Flacco um, unless he wants to settle into that backup role for issues of like sort of health and things like that, like he'd probably be perfect, um, you know, to start for a few teams next year. Crazy, crazy to see. Yeah, it's it's crazy how uh, we go two years or was it a year ago he was playing for the Jets, went on his couch. Now he's back in the league. It's just crazy turn of events here. Uh, backup QB award. We were talking about this on the uh, SMU was the, the team that Boston College beat. I, my brain, you know, still <laughs> has egg dog uh, remnants in it. So. Uh, obviously, uh, thank you, Eric, in the in the chat for that. Yeah, we're we're all delayed this week on forward progress. I noticed uh, uh, for uh, this these shows, just the holidays take a toll. Uh, as nice as it is, they do take a toll on the body here. Um, let's move on to our next question here. Much has been made of the coach of the year discussion. Um, one of the, I guess, dark horses early on in the season, Kevin Stefanski. He's really made a case, really made a strong case for him to be vaulted as the favorite here for coach of the year. I want you to just make a case on why he should win over some other guys, right? Over like the Dan Campbells, which I, I don't get. He's kind of been favorite all year, but I mean, I, I don't get that Dan Campbell being the favorite, but I mean, D'Amico Ryan, Shane Second, there's been a lot of good head coaching this year, a lot of elevated play from head coaches. So just make your case for Shane, or for, excuse me, for Kevin Stefanski over the other candidates right now. Yeah, for me, it it's the Dan Campbell thing was going to be kind of like a lifetime achievement award. And mm. uh, that was, he's been kind of the favorite the entire time and they really haven't sucked. And so that that's obviously one of the reasons why they're, they're going about it this way. Um, I, I think that it, I don't know if he necessarily uh, is 
is as deserving as Stefanski. Now, the reason that none of these guys are coaching, like the reason that Stefanski isn't thought of as a real candidate until relatively recently is that that award is generally speaking a harbinger of bad things to come. And so when we see a guy win that award, we oftentimes will sort of subconsciously reduce them in our minds. So for example, you know, Stefanski won it in 2009 in 2020. They haven't made the playoffs since then until this year. Uh, you know, Mike Vrabel won it in 2021. They haven't made the playoffs since. Uh, uh, Brian Dable won it last year. That team has for me- much of this year been a-, a pretty big disaster. And so, you know, ha- obviously Harbaugh is, you know, is a, uh, a counterexample to that. But for the most part, you know, the guys that win coach of the year, are not the Andy Reeds, not the Kyle Shanahan's, not this. And so the thought process is if you are a head coach who wins coach of the year somehow, and then you're able to like be in the running for it again, are you still kind of fraud? I think that that's how people believe it to be, right? Mm -hmm. Like for first time winners, it's fine. But for like second time winners, it's rare because nowadays, because that, that award generally goes to a team that has, low expectations that exceeds them, but isn't still elite. And I think that that's where the Browns are. It's They yeah. just happen to be that way for two two years under Stefanski, and hence he's worthy of the award for two years. Yeah, that makes sense here. Uh, never really thought about it like that, but again, it's important to always think about, uh, especially awards like this, because they are narrative-driven. They are voted on. There's no... Um, I mean, there's no real way to quantify it, right? It's more so sentiments of the, of the crowd, of the media, and, and just getting a pulse on that stuff here. Let's flip over. I want to talk a little bit about the New York Jets. We talked about this with Hitman here, and Mason was asking a similar thing. What are your thoughts on the Jets and how they move the ball here? I want to ask you, how is this team going to create offense? I, I mentioned this to Hitman, the total team total, excuse me, for the New York Jets right now over on Pinnacle, sitting at 13 and a half, juice towards under minus 145 here. So they're not even, they're they're unlikely to score more than two scores here, right? Or, I mean, mm-hmm. get a bunch of field goals. But, um, I mean, how do you see this team moving a ball against the Cleveland Browns defense, who's been historically great? in limiting first downs here and just being like a good unit overall. Like, what do you see from this Jets team? Is it just going to be a slog throughout? Yeah, there's so I, – I like the way that Cleveland plays defense, but there is a little bit of a leak, and this kind of gets to the prop, and I know uh, Hitman was talking about Brees Hall, and you really do have to worry about, um, you know, his usage. Like, what, like last week he had, you know – a. He had over, what, 190 yards and two touchdowns, uh, you know, collectively and like carried the ball and caught the ball a lot. And so, you know, is he ready to take the pounding this Thursday night? That's a really good question. However, when you look at this this season in the NFL, these two teams, the Jets and Cleveland, if you if you designate chunk plays as as plays that are more than 20 yards in passing and 15 in rushing. And that's arbitrary. But, you know, I had to actually do this for somebody yesterday. The Jets have given up 31. The Cleveland Browns have given up 32 such plays. Those are the two lowest numbers in the passing game in the NFL defensively. Vegas, Kansas City, Carolina are in the uh, round at the top five. The team that that has given up the most 15-yard run plays this year, Jason, will surprise you. It is the Cleveland Browns, 31. Interesting. And so, again, like defense – and. Again, a lot of this is with better defenders that are going to be playing tonight, right? Because they've had injuries and they've been banged up, guy, you know, in the secondary mostly, but also uh, at you know at other levels of the defense. And so, like, if you're going to look at Brees Hall, like, I think Brees Hall busting off a 30 yard run is probably the way the Jets are going to move the football. Now, 
if you're going to bet his over, for example, you have to make sure that he's going to play at least enough to get that opportunity. But that is the one place where Cleveland can be had is, is those explosive plays in the run game. Now, generally speaking, if you give up explosives in the run game and not the pass game, you're going to be a pretty damn good defense. Uh, so I, I don't know if that means the Jets are going to score, but I think that that's how they move the football. Okay. Uh, then let, that kind of takes us uh, towards your best bet here. So let's just uh, let's talk about it. What do you have for us? Yeah, I'm a little nervous about this one since this morning because it has come in that, that you know, his numbers have gone down a little bit. Um, and we do know that Cleveland has a very good – you know, overall defense. And we don't know like how much this game is really going to, uh, you know, is really going to play this way. Um, but you see wild, you know, variations, 42 and a half, um, 45 and a half, if you look at points bet. So there's like a little bit of kind of variation here. Um, but I like Brees Hall over rushing yards and I'm going to take the variance with it. Like I, this is, I would, I would take this over a carries over prop, for example, mm. because I do think that the leak here is not an explosive plays for Hall. It's in the volume for Hall. Like, mm-hmm. I think Hall can mm-hmm. bust off a few. I don't think he's going to get the allotment of carries that he normally gets, but this number is incredibly low, as, as Hitman said before me, uh, and I think that that one is a good play just to take a shot at something that could actually go over by halftime um, if he gets a full allotment, and it will be a sweat for sure if he doesn't. Yeah, uh, looking at the market right now, uh, we got 42 and a half at minus 110 seems to be the best price in market here towards the over if that's what you're looking for. Can I quickly sell you on another Brees Hall prop? Because you kind of sold me on it accidentally, I think. I don't think you realize it, but his longest rush over right now is 13 and a half at minus 108. Is that something that you would also be interested in or is that? So that's exactly kind of like that's a good play as well, for sure. mm -hmm. So Um, what I'm going to. What I'm going to do then, if it's okay with you, I'm going to split it up between last time I did this, I, we, we lost on Hitman, but I'm just going to do it anyways. I'm going to split it up here and, and say half unit on the over 42 and a half, half unit on the 13 and a half longest rush. Are you okay with that? Yep. I'm cool with that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a great shout, Jason. Beautiful. Let's lock that in here. That the, all, all to you, Eric, you sold me on it here. Um, so we locked in the over 13 and a half at minus 108 longest rush for Brees Hall and then also his rushing yards. 42 and a half a minus 110. Hopefully get it, we get it all on one play here in the first uh, half so we don't have to sweat throughout the night here. A couple more questions before I let you go, Eric. I just have a couple more. Uh, just thoughts on the New York Jets uh, overall, I guess, uh, is the best way to put it. Because I think a lot, I, and I, again, I mentioned this to Hitman earlier, I think a lot of the success and a lot of the good things that the New York Jets defense has done this year has quietly flown under the radar, at least in like media circles or at least as like big talking points uh, on the national stage here. Like just looking at their numbers, they're a top five uh, in EPA per play. They're top six in success rate. They limit explosive plays. They do all these good things, right? They've been a really good unit this year, but it's quietly hasn't been talked about, I guess, because of how poor their team overall is and especially their offenses. So I'm just curious, how good do you think this New York Jets team is? Is it a top five? Is it a top five defensive unit here? And uh, do you feel like it hasn't been getting as much love as like, let's say the Ravens or the Browns or even the Jaguars early on in the season? No, I mean, well, for one, the Jaguars defense has fallen off, which kind of shows the the answer to your question, which is it's incredibly hard to be as good as the Jets have been defensively Mm -hmm. for as long as they've been, which is about a year and a half now uh, that it, yeah, they're good. I mean, it's a hundred percent there now. Near and dear to our hearts, the Chiefs, they've had an almost as good of a defense, and yeah. it really hasn't mattered, and that was with their quarterback. 
the thing I get worried about if I'm thinking about the Jets and looking at their future, their their win total this year was nine and a half. Obviously, that's going to go under. Um, but you know, I I think that they'll probably re-rack it next year around nine if everybody mm-hmm. is back, um, including Rodgers. Uh, but when you look at this team, like it was more than just the Rodgers injury that has made life hard on them. For example, yep. the offensive line has been atrocious, yep. and yep. you know you're going to have a hard time keeping a defense that good with respect to age and like guys like Bryce Huff will need a contract and everything. And also rebuilding an offense, not necessarily through the quarterback, but through the weakling systems, like, Mm -hmm. you know, offensive line wide receiver who they need, they need a second guy after Garrett Wilson uh, and so forth. So, you know, again, I think that their win total, I think their win total is probably gonna be about nine. We still don't have an answer to the question. Aaron Rodgers was like, kind of worse than Jordan Love last year has been, right? So uh, I guess, you know, a good thought experiment to say, what if you put Jordan Love on this Jets team? What should their win total be? Um, Mm -hmm. But we don't have the answer to the question of, like, how good Rodgers is going to be in a Jets uniform because we've only seen him play for a little bit. Uh, So that means, you know, a nine and a half last year would be my prior. You age out a little bit of the defense. You add back Rodgers. I think you probably put that season win total next year around nine. You have it around nine. That's that was just going to be my next question here. Is so I mean we've seen the full season play out without Aaron Rodgers. How is that different? Has it has watching this season play out kind of lowered your expectation for the Jets next year? Assuming all things are equal, lowered them. Uh, you're more confident in them, or is it about essentially about the same as where you were last year based on your priors? Yeah, our numbers came out actually like kind of it, if you look at Sumer Sports and our like ours were lower just because we had a weaker prior on Rodgers. Um, I think when you look at, you know, and again, I'm going back to Kansas City, but you look at like the Chiefs and kind of how they've fallen off a little bit because it's become a freak show with Kelsey and, you know, all this stuff. I don't know if Rodgers necessarily has the focus to play quarterback at a high level for this team. So, you know, it's worse for me. I I would put it probably, you know, like if I were to, like I would take under nine uh, next Mm -hmm. year if that was offered the wind, if the wind total was offered that way um, and we, and, and, you know, like minus 110 or whatever to both sides, I'd take under because I, I think that a lot of this, a lot of stuff has stayed good for the Jets and it hasn't mattered because of Rodgers. Rodgers yeah. comes back, obviously buoys things, but probably not as much as you think. And I think the defense probably regresses because it's really hard to have a defense that is consistently good in the NFL year after year after year. Yeah, fair enough here. Thank you for that. I appreciate it, that, Eric. And obviously, of course, subject to change based on how this team operates in the offseason, but chances are with the history of what they've, done in previous off seasons probably not going to change that much here let's get you out of here eric i appreciate you coming on appreciate you joining us throughout the throughout the year so one last time before i let you go here for this 2023 season i'm going to ask you for your unofficial prediction for tonight's game and your first td prop anytime td prop last td prop whatever td prop you want to lay out there uh for uh tonight so i i think that i i think the spread's right i make it eight so maybe i'm a little bit heavier there um so yeah i mean something like you know 20 to 13 or or something like that to me feels feels just about right Uh, i think it's a sweat for cleveland um but it's you know it ends up being fine if i had to look at first touchdown um i am gonna go kind of the same that i always go i'm hopefully he's healthy here uh first touchdown harrison bryant 34 to 1 Love it. Love it. I appreciate that. Uh, Eric Harrison Bryant, 34 to one gun to your head. Obviously don't recommend anyone out there 
uh, be all over it. But if you like it and are thinking along the same lines as Eric there, please I mean, feel free to to hit uh, the, the click, click that button. Um, anyways, Eric, thank you so much for joining us throughout the year. I've had a really, I really had a blast doing these shows with you. So uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. Happy holidays and all the best to you and yours. By the way, for Eric in the chat, I like under interception on both. I make it more like plus 110 on both of those players. So uh, go ahead, uh, Flacco and Simeon uh, and live a little here. Uh, with the under under half interception on both. Jason, this has been great. You're awesome. Uh, can't wait to do this next year. Appreciate it. All right, everyone, that was Eric Eager. Eric, talk to you later. All right, Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. Guys, if you haven't checked out the Sumer Sports website, make sure you do so, sumersports.com. Tons of great content there, especially if you're looking for some uh, different stats, uh, some very, very cool stuff there, especially if you're in fantasy or if you're just a prop better or whatever you want to do, guys, please check out Sumer Sports. Very, very cool stuff that Eric is working on over there with them guys that just about does it for us here on the Thursday show. And all I can say is it's been a blast doing this throughout the year. We've gone 17 weeks straight, had a lot of fun with you, the chatters with you watching after the fact guys, I just want to say that I appreciate you guys. Thank you for supporting this channel. Thank you for supporting this growth. Thank you to Rob for putting this together. Thank you to Alex for putting this together. Thank you to both Eric and Hitman for joining us every single freaking Thursday, whether it be in a car or on the road or wherever they are, they always show out uh, to us here. So before we sign off, one last thing, Mason, you're asking for my first TD pick. I locked in Joe Flacco first team TD. I got it at 60 to one. I don't want to give it at like, you can't get that anymore, unfortunately, but uh, I think there's a 30 to one out there. It's not as good, obviously, but if you're looking to follow what I did, uh, yeah, first team TD Flacco uh, is what I, I, I bet at 60 to one. Make sure you're reading the rules, uh, house rules on that because sometimes it, some books will push uh, if that team doesn't score a touchdown, which gives you a slight little edge there. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I've had so much fun this year. Um, make sure you check out our, our uh, watch along on Thursday night. Make sure you check out our watch along on uh, Saturday night here throughout the week. And if you want your, a little bit more, a dose of uh, the corn guy here, make sure you check out our Friday show. We'll be running that throughout the playoffs here. So yeah, if you're missing me on Thursdays, I'll be here on this channel on Friday, guys, live at 2 p.m. as we are every single week throughout the season and will be throughout the playoffs here. Guys, thank you so much to you, the viewer, for tuning in. All I ask before we head out here is one like. If you haven't subscribed, one subscribe. That's all I ask from you guys. Thank you for such a wonderful year. Uh, for the last time on this 2023 season on Thursday for myself, for Eric Eager, for Hitman, this has been Forward Progress, powered by Pinnacle on the Hammer Betting network guys thank you to all the nails for tuning in on this thursday show good luck on your bets tonight guys we'll catch you later